The following podcast is part of the 6040 Network. Hey there, and welcome to Everything Small Business, your shortcut to start, build, manage, and grow your small business. As part of our series, Share Your Small Business Story, today I catch up with Kate Chisholm, founder of The Power Within. In this episode, Kate shares her experiences with alternative approaches to business and life, her perspective on COVID-19, her experience in the military and her continuing work with veterans, and her why for creating a conscious and connected community. So Katie, it's great to have you on the show and welcome to Everything Small Business. Should we start with a little bit about you and your journey into becoming a small business owner? Yeah, no worries at all. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's such a pleasure. I have a business that's called The Power Within. I've been running it for about five years, but more recently in the last two have dived right in headfirst and sort of started to create what I envisaged for years, but didn't actually do. So it's just the three main things that I am is connection, community and collaboration. So, you know, creating a conscious community of people to support one another. And so what made you start a business then as opposed to just, I guess, doing this in the side? This might sound bad to some, but I'm one of those people that sits on the side and observes. And then I get this thought in my head, like, I can do that so much better. And then so I recreate something that's authentically me based on something I've seen in the past that hasn't necessarily worked so well. (laughs) So when you're building your community, how are you finding your tribe? So just by authenticity is my word this year. And it's just speaking from the heart, bringing people back home to what's truly them, you know. So I feel like lately amongst all that's been going on in the world, people are seeking answers externally. So the core theme of my business is to just come back home to self, come back home to who you truly are. And by creating the community is that you're coming home in a safe space where you're seen, heard and understood. So you're not trying to search for who you are on your own, like a bear lost at the edge of the woods with no path to go down, but more so a supportive community to help you guide you through that. Yeah, I really like the within. I mean, I think that you might know, but we're big believers of you bring in everything back to your center of control, because if you worry about everything external, you've just got bricks in your pack that aren't yours to carry. You can only really fix what you can control or at least influence. And so having that own power and basically taking people's power back into themselves, as opposed to letting them be owned, I guess, by people's external perceptions. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, people shock themselves. They're like, oh, I didn't actually know I could do that. They find this innate wisdom within them that, oh, I've actually had the answers all along. I've got goosebumps now saying this because it's so true. I've seen the transformation in people like, oh, I knew that already. I didn't need to, you know, try it in so many other places. I actually already knew it. So you run programs then to help people find what's inside themselves? Yeah. So my programs are more around giving you the tools and skill sets to be able to come back to self. So many people, if I was to say that, would be like, yeah, but what do you mean? Because they've never actually done that work or seen that work. And it's about understanding the energy in your own body. I mean, everything in the whole wide world is energy. So it's about feeling what that is for you. I mean, everyone's so different. So how you feel energy is completely different to how I do. But the core thing is that we have these energy centers within our body that have the sort of similar programs across the board. It's just how we react to them. So that's what I've been starting to teach around. And that's like the column. And then around that is all these tools like connecting to breath, using other modalities to bring that to life for you. 
Nice. And how do you run those programs? Are they day? Are they online? Are they a week session? Yeah. So there's an online conscious community that has daily content dropped in where people can interact and learn from. But then the more structured programs have got a a seven-week chakra development program. So people learn across seven weeks about the main energy centers within the body. There's hundreds of chakras, but I just teach about the main seven. And then further to that, there's other little face-to-face workshops that I run as well because I love the face-to-face stuff. But of course, in the last two years, it's been so difficult to run those. So getting back into that now, which is amazing. I love that, you know, central nervous system to central nervous system type interaction with people. And so is this an area that you'd always been interested in through your life? No, not at all. So I am military. I'm still serving. I'm part-time now, but I've been in for 21 years and I was very much a masculine energy, do, do, do. Yes, follow the rules, do as I need. And then I hit this point in my life about five years ago when I had my third child where I'm like, what am I doing? There's so much more to life. And I started to get curious And I started to ask more questions and I started to try more of the holistic approaches and the holistic modalities. And I just went through the door. So some people have that door and some people call it woo-woo, right? I had that door to woo-woo cracked slightly open and I was peeping in and I'm like, oh, what's in there? What's that? Oh, this feels good. And then I just ninja kicked it right off its hinges and jumped into the room and said, I want to try it all. And since I've done that, like life has never been better I glide through with ease and grace. So I guess what I'm trying to do by creating this conscious community is I don't want people to just be peeping in, like, don't be afraid to open the door. Don't be afraid to come in. Don't be afraid to try new things. Just get really curious and see what works for you. Yeah, that's cool. Like having that ferocious curiosity to try and challenge something new is always a really good thing. Yeah, It's funny that you use the word woo-woo. Like that's actually how (laughs) I felt about all this stuff. I'm not military, but I have always had an extremely high worth ethic to be able to, you know, build and have my own business pretty much since I was quite young. I've always been doing business, but that woo-woo type thing. I didn't realize it at the time, but I've actually had an energy connection with pretty much everything. I get delivered. I will be delivered anything that I need, Mm. even if I don't know that I need it that way. It's always just been my entire life. In fact, it's a kind of a family joke and in a good way. However, it's only been recently that I've actually like what you said, peeked past the door yep. <laughs> and found the stuff. And mine was meditation and smell. Oh, fantastic. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. So, and I think it was your oils actually for Henry <laughs> that oh, helped with the smell. Oils are like, I call them a gateway drug because they are pretty much what got me through the door five years ago when I first found this particular brand that I use. And since then I've incorporated just having them in a diffuser on the bench beside me to just weaving them into my life in every way, shape or form. So yeah, the gateway drug into the world for me, (laughs) into the woo-woo world was definitely oils. And so you touched on COVID before and its impact upon your business. Mm -hmm. How do you think that you've changed for the better then as a result of COVID with your business? Yeah, just really getting clear on my messaging, you know, out to the community. It says you're not alone. You don't have to feel all this pressure. You don't have to, you know, feel like restricted in life. There's others out there like a soul tribe really is my messaging that if you reach out and be vulnerable and say how you're feeling and, you know, share your stories, this beautiful theme that's in all of your podcasts is there's others out there going through the same thing and we can all support and help each other. Mm. I like that message a lot because I think it does come, I mean, we're together, we're the only people who can help us get past anything really in life. Yeah. So I'm glad that you like our small business stories. And one of our other ones is lessons learned is lessons shared. So 
Is there any other challenges then around business, not COVID, that you kind of wish you had have known about earlier or that you've faced? Yes, I would say comparing myself to others and trying to replicate or do what someone else was doing and saying, oh, look, they're doing amazingly. They're doing X, Y, Z. I'm going to do that. It's like, well, no. (laughs) If you want that outcome, reverse engineer it and see the things that you authentically need to do as you to make that happen. You know, then there's no competition. If their business is similar to yours, they're going to succeed and attract the customers and clients that they need. You're going to succeed and attract the customers and clients that you need. So I could have saved myself a whole lot of grief if I'd have just come back home to self, done things that brought me joy, brought me happiness and, you know, attracted in the people. Because as soon as I came into alignment, and that's what I call coming into alignment is doing what I need to to get here. People just started coming. I didn't need to search for customers or clients. They just started going, hey, you know those oils you've got? Could I grab some from you? I'm like, well, yes, you can. You know, it's just that putting out that vibration of this is who I am. If you want to work with me, I'm here. And the people just come. So was that, I mean, obviously that's a messaging that you worked specifically on and that suited you. Did you find that you found yourself first before finding your business message and that the two were intertwined? 100% and so important, very much so, is if you do the work on yourself, which I did for the last five years, as I'm doing more and more and more and going deeper and deeper and deeper, this goodness is coming. It's the rewards. It's the people. I have a family now within my conscious community online and face-to-face who I didn't know 90% of them five years ago, but I would do the world for them right now. The people who are meant to be in your life come into your life when you're living and working within your business in alignment, complete alignment. Nice. You said a couple of things actually that have really resonated. So your USP, so your selling position then obviously is driven around the authentic you. I know that this might sound a little strange, but how do you actually find the real you when you're so used to putting up a mask to other people? That's actually a really good question because I still am part-time military. So I find myself going between Kate, the power within and Kate, military Kate, and then slowly they're coming together and I'm finding this person that's this beautiful, like unique me because it's about setting boundaries for yourself. What am I willing to accept? What am I not willing to accept? What is it that I truly desire in life and in business? Getting really clear on those sorts of things. And I think once you're clear on what it is you truly desire in your life and what your boundaries of what you do and don't accept are, the rest sort of falls into place. But it's such a practice. You know, you've got in order to find that you, that one in the middle, is trying to keep boundaries. That's difficult sometimes when people are trying to get in or you're like, have been used to being a people pleaser or someone that's, you know, oh, I help everyone. Well, no, you don't help everyone. Get really specific with the people that you actually want to work with because you don't want to work with everyone. Some people really irritate you and they can go to that other person that's really, really good at what they do. So I guess that the transformation and an evolution of your business, you see it. If I look at my business three years ago, as opposed to what it is today, I was that person that people pleased and helped everyone. And it was exhausting and it led me to near burnout. But now if I look I'm in so much joy in my business and I absolutely love the people that I work with. And it actually feels good sometimes to say no, like, oh, you know, thank you so much for reaching out to me, but I can't actually help you at this stage. But here's this other person that can help you. Bye now. (laughs) We've got a saying here that success is what you say no to. So we've even got a little sign that's so wheezing. Yeah, I love it. But it is finding that power to actually say no, because it's not, I guess, a word that is used very often. Mm -hmm. And then what we found is actually having and giving tools to help people learn to say no. Yeah. 
So how did you actually learn then about everything that you're teaching and delivering now? I am the seeker of knowledge. I always have this saying in the back of my head, it's not the how, it's the who. So if I don't know how to do something, I will seek out a way to do that. And that's my curiosity. And that's my latest thing is I've also got a podcast I've just started called The Curious Collective. And that's my main theme at the moment is like, get curious. So, you know, I wanted to do these things in my life. So I'm like, how can I actually do that? And being resourceful, I guess. Hmm. Cool. So have you found then, I guess, the military background and being in there so long, the transition, I guess, to what's not really, you haven't really completed the transition, but your movement in then to civilian life. Mm. I had to be resourceful. So I feel like observing others alongside myself in the same journey is I haven't been stuck in a particular way expecting things to come to me on a platter. Instead, I've reached out across that and gone, okay, this is here for me if I need it and I'll use it if I need to. But what else is out there? You know, and and learning how to come back to myself because I guess as a military person you are shoved into a sardine can and you're molded to be a particular way and that works and that's good because that's what the military need they need someone who's going to follow orders who's going to be a leader within their own right and display you know positive attitudes to the soldiers things like that but they don't really teach you unless it's naturally in you to think outside of that sardine can so when you're no longer in that and you're popped out into the civilian world you're like oh Like, okay, where's my tribe? Where do I go? Who do I speak to? If you're not asking those questions and you're just expecting to stay here with everything given to you and all the answers given to you, you're never going to get moved past that. You're going to be stuck in that spot. So I guess that being curious has helped me to transition out. Would you say that what you've learned in the military has translated well to business? Very much so. And I think that drive that you were speaking about earlier and it is that you personally have had within all your businesses from a young age, that came from being in the military because you're always moving forwards on the battlefield, right? You're always moving forwards in things that you do. So, you know, if something doesn't work when you're going this way, go around it and try something else. See, these are the beautiful tips that I've got. And also, you know, when you're in the military, you're a leader. You're a leader from the lowest of low ranks up as high as you can go. So being a leader then within your business, whether that be to colleagues or clients or creating a community, showing the way or shining your light out, I guess, has definitely come across from military to civilian for me. Cool. And is there anything that you'd like to share with in relation to, I guess, people who may be leaving the military now and coming out into business? Yeah, that same messaging is get curious. But also one of the values that I saw on your site is creating happiness within a community. I mean, if you're coming out of the military into the civilian world, find other military people who've come out and transitioned across and are creating their own business and ask questions and team up with them. What's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? You know, do you know anyone that can help me with X, Y, Z? Well, I do. You know, one of my powers is being a super connector. So if I see that someone's struggling in a particular area, I'll go, oh, I don't know how to do that. But have you spoken to Cherie? She's amazing, blah, blah, blah. So it's about asking the questions and getting super curious. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there sometimes can be a barrier to people and not just necessarily military, but people in general, they almost think of it as a weakness to actually ask for help. Mm. But it can be such a magnificent strength Mm. to be able to make that change in mind shift to know that it's actually in asking smart questions that you'll get to the end result that you're looking for. Yeah, 100%. And it's that um, initial thing, like for a lot of people, it's not even ex-military, is that vulnerability. You know, I read a few Brene 
Brown books because I really like her. And it was about having soft front, hard back. And it's like, you don't need to be seen as a softy that cries and is emotional all the time. You just need to be seen that you're actually human. You're actually a human having a human experience in this lifetime. Like it is okay to ask for help. It is okay to ask questions. And I love that you referred to smart questions there because, you know, that is what gets you to where you need to be. And so what you've just mentioned Brene Brown, but what are your other influences? Um, very much into the energy center chakra work. So Anadia Judith writes books around the psychology of the chakra system, and it explains psychology and energy like this. Absolutely love that book. It's like a Bible to me. So very much been following along that one. But I also really love Joe Dispenza, his work around, you know, healing yourself. You have within you this innate wisdom and power to do whatever it is that you want to do. It's just about tapping into that. So he's amazing. I don't know, you probably enjoy his work as well. Yeah, I've read his books almost since Date Dot when they first came out, more Mm. of an interest thing going, oh, how does this work? But seeing a lot of the, I guess, perception stuff about energy come almost full circle to move out of being woo-woo now and into actually having a scientific basis. Mm. So things like the Heart Coherence Project that he does and the neuroscientific work with trying to get, I guess, the functional MRIs that reflect people's bodily experience when they're actually remembering events, like Mm. that recreation of the event in your mind where you're reliving something, even though it's not necessarily happening to you then and it's strengthening those, you know, the neural paths. That to me is phenomenal work and the heal yourself you know all the resources we have are within us we just need to know how to both unlock them and then unleash them to become our power I love that word unlock that you use there's a key for everyone and it's out there and it's finding that key right to be able to unlock and you may have had several keys in the past and you're just trying to shove them into that lock it just hasn't worked but keep searching they're out there and the there's a video Joe Dispenza does when you were mentioning I'm sure you've seen it where he shows like on the MRI the neural pathways actually being formed and you're like this is amazing yeah it's Mm. incredible and so with that sort of work do you bring that into like your own programs yeah very much so and one of the words is community connection and collaboration so collaboration is where I bring that in so being a bit of a connector I've found and all these amazing people that are so great it's their area of genius within these different modalities and I bring them in so they come into the conscious community they come onto the podcast and they talk about what it is they do how they got into it and why people should try it like what it can do for you so you know one day it's a dream for me to have Joe Dispenza on my podcast it'll happen that's it (laughs) yeah just so many people like that you know just bringing them in because they are the ones who one sentence they say could transform someone's life you know same with me same with you it's about speaking from the heart and speaking what's true to you because it could actually be a really strong message or the key for someone else yeah, I mean, just exactly what you said. I mean, he's on your dream 100 list now, right? Yeah. Right the top. <laughs> yep. And you're right. Like, it's exactly what you said before. Everybody is unique. And what works for you may not necessarily work for somebody else, but it might be part of their journey to help set them on a different way of thinking in order to be able to get to the key. Yeah, exactly. And it's not till you're sort of on the way that you can look back and connect all the dots and you can go, oh, okay, that's what I did or that's who I spoke to. Or And and there's these influential people that pop up in your life just because they're meant to at that stage. They're part of where your trajectory of where you're meant to be going. Yeah. So Henry and I do a bit of a retrospective every quarter. So we kind of run our lives a bit like a business. So we think every quarter and actually look back about 
what we accessed or what we learned or what we did or how we grew mm-hmm. over that previous 90 days. And we do find that it reinforces some stuff that you kind of forget about. Mm-hmm. So I think that there comes time, I think, to make a pause in your life too, to actually stop and go, well, how far have I come? Because we get mm-hmm. so stuck in the present that you don't actually value the past or the lessons that have been learned that are actually the things that you can either learn to forget or go, ah, oh, that doesn't really matter because you can't change your past anyway. Yeah. But then it's like, what are the learnings from that that you can take into your future to create mm-hmm. a much better change? I love everything you said. So good. And it's that reflective practice, right? So people don't stop and do it. And it's so valuable. I would agree with that for sure. So what's, I guess, some of the things that you wish you had have known, like you know now that you wish you had have known when you first started out in business? That's being authentic, being you, speaking your truth, not someone else's. Don't regurgitate stuff because someone else said it and it sounded great. Write it down and make it your own. Yes, there's a point of duplication to some extent, but add yourself into it. Yeah. Be your unique you. I think you used an acronym for it before, USP. Was that unique oh. selling point? Yeah. Yeah, make that. Get really clear on that, on your why and how you're different from everyone else. And that's what I wish I'd known at the start. Yeah. Well, and it seems like you've done that successfully. You know, being able to find, I guess, polarizing time sort of right now. So being true to yourself, do you find that that's been harder in, say, the last 12 to 18 months than it actually has been previously? Or do you think that that's just coincided with you evolving as a person to become somebody who really appreciates their authentic self? Yeah, I think the second. So I think the trying times have helped not only myself, but so many around me wake up to who they truly are and to look at who they are and then go, okay, I don't want to stand for that anymore. I want this. And they're over there and they're looking over there going, how do I get there now? And they're getting curious. So yeah, I think that these times if you've been in the right mindset, have been a time of exploration and evolving within self and business. It would be interesting to look back through some of the conversations you've had with others to see how they've used the last couple of years. I know some people have had it really tough and the challenges have just been constant. So, you know, that's a big barrage. But for me, I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't been barraged too hard. Yeah. We've had some interesting discussions, not all of the ones that have made it to the podcast, but certainly some in more professional context about the challenges. And, you know, some people, their businesses haven't made it, but it's how to sort of dis- disaggregate their feeling of them being their business, mm-hmm. but not your business. Your yeah. business is a tool for you to help you achieve what you want out of life. Yeah, Like it's not about confusion, but it is about, Bring more of what makes you to the business because that will help the business be authentic and be real and will help you find the tribe and the clients that you're looking for. But likewise, you are not your business. So don't become so wrapped up in its identity that you can't separate yourself. So in the event that you do need to really pivot or change, it doesn't create a fundamental break in yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolute gold in those words you just said. Anyone that needs to hear that again, rewind and listen to it because so much so, like very, very important. And that's military as well. You know, they get out of the military and, but you aren't the military, you know, you are now this person and that's a separate thing. That chapter's been and it was amazing and you did amazing things, but now it's exciting because you get to start a new chapter. And I guess if we reflect that back to business, yes, that was a really shitty time. It was so hard. And, you know, but if you were to reflect back on that, you can grow now and this next chapter could be something better than you ever imagined. Yeah. Mm. I quite like quotes, but I like them for my interpretation of them. So <laughs> I like to post quotes, my reasonings why. One of my 
ones that I do go to a lot is you're the author of your own life. So how are you going to write your next chapter? Ooh, I just got goosies. <laughs> it's cool, huh? I, just really I love like it. it. I love it. It definitely needs to go in the text of your podcast. <laughs> So what's next for you? What are your big hairy goals? Oh, big hairy goals. Joe Dispenza on my podcast, one. Nice. <laughs> I really want to open a north suburb from North Brisbane, a Northside Holistic Health Centre, and I would love it to be about community connection and collaboration and me being the super connector that within this beautiful holistic space, all these people from all these different modalities come and use this space. And it's well known. When you're curious, where do you go? Northside Holistic Health Centre. Like this is where I go to try breath work, meditation, kinesiology, all the things, right, are there. Someone works out of there or has worked out of there like it's this point of reference and then you know that goes well I can just duplicate it all around Australia I love that and it's kind of like a taster plate because if you've got to go to an individual person you wouldn't necessarily know who to go to but if you've got one place you can kind of do a tasting session of awesomeness oh can't wait (laughs) that sounds exciting it is (laughs) so any other than plans for what about your podcast like where do you see that going I see it going amazing places. I love having conversations with people. Like talking with you now brings me so much joy. So finding people that I actually want to speak to about their amazing holistic health modality that they do just brings me so much joy. But I I hope that the messaging is getting out there to encourage others to be curious as well. And from the podcast, I'm going to be creating a group called the Conscious Collective Community. And it's a paid group. But what it is, is you get the VIP practitioners and those from those modalities that are a bit far out of reach dropping in to give webinars or face-to-face or the really good juicy stuff to the people that want to be in that space so yeah that's what I'm really looking forward to stepping into so that's on the cards in the first like in the next couple of months yeah next quarter nice so with our core values you mentioned before that there was two that really resonated with you but why did those ones resonate I think we spoke into it a few times throughout our conversation and it paramount, especially through the times we've been through, is let's come together as a community, whether that be a business community, a consciously connected community, you know, whatever that is, because you're not alone. So that one really spoke to me. And the other one was keeping it real. Love that. Like, yes, do things that bring you happiness and joy within your business. If you're just doing the monotonous stuff, because that's what you've got to do, because that's what everyone else is doing, because blah, blah, blah. Like even saying that makes me feel restricted like I go into complete retraction in my body it's like I could do this and think of all the fun things in your business and if there's monotonous tasks in your business that you don't like doing outsource them and just get really clear on the things that do bring you joy I love that. It's to our messaging too. We show through some of our other programs with our sister business, we actually show people how to do that. Oh, so yes. take your day, work out what it is. We do a time study, which kind of sounds really boring, but it's not, and there's a point to it. Mm-hmm. It's to identify those specific tasks that are going to free up that time or the things that just don't bring you happiness. Yeah. So we've got like states and like, so what state are you in? We've got a love and loathe list that we help you like take <laughs> out and then aim to get all the loathe things off and especially if they're a load thing that you're doing every day oh yeah that's the first thing we then show you how to get rid of oh I love that and then that's that it's not the how it's the who so go and speak to Cherie it's so (laughs) funny because that actually is one of our sayings we've got that plastered everywhere so the how build your dream team yes brilliant I'm all for that So this has been fantastic and I'm actually very happy to keep talking. So basically then, where would people be able to find your business online? 
So at the moment, I'm on Facebook. I'm feeling quite agitated with Facebook though, so looking to move away from that. So I'm just going to mention that I do have a website and that's at thepowerwithin.com.au. So when I do move away from Facebook, the direction that I take will definitely be reflected through the website. But with Facebook, there's online groups that I've created as well as like a beautiful conscious community where daily content's dropped in around all the different modalities, events are shared, things like that. People can ask questions, beautiful space. I love it. But I'm on LinkedIn as well. I do love LinkedIn. There's something about LinkedIn that I just can't get away from. I enjoy that. And yeah, just they're the main places at the moment. Instagram, of course, because who doesn't love a good reel? To be honest, I'm only a new convert, as in like Monday. (laughs) Yeah, I like looking at other people's reels. I haven't um, gone down the road of creating my own yet. What would you say when you first started, like we're more functional business. So everything small business is our media arm, but the 60-40 side is our functional business training, like how to become a better business owner. So what would you say in terms of running a business would have been the biggest challenge that you sort of had? Getting my head around all the processes and I guess systems for me, being very holistic and spiritual, coming into the masculine energy of a business. So I see the creation side as the feminine energy in the business and then the masculine side, which we all have masculine and feminine energy. And it works beautifully because, you know, the masculine energy is the bowl and the feminine energy is the water in the bowl. So you can't have one without the other. So the systems, the automation, the structure is that masculine. And that's what I struggled with because I'd gone so far from the masculine energy of being in the military and now being in this feminine flow and all this creation and birthing new ideas and blah, 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 that I was like, oh, God, help. If you've got three kids, right? I do. how on earth do you balance running a household with three kids and a business? I guess it's handy for me because the business that I do very much reflects into my life. So I can put a lot of the practices that I'm guiding others in or teaching within my platforms into living with three young children and a very military husband. So um, my children are at this stage, they're 11, five and four. So they're very, at times, challenging ages where they like to show me a lot of learning. (laughs) So I guess part of where I've come to in my business and what I can help others with, whether they have children or not, is seeing in others what triggers, but I call activates you. And then looking within yourself and saying, is that actually mine or is that theirs? So the children have been the greatest teachers in my last five years journey, because when they are activating me, I go, oh, okay. And then I know that I need to work on my anger or my frustration or my irritation and that it's not all theirs, but I'm mirroring it back to them. So having children is a blessing with the best that I've got. And also moving back to the two points I made earlier is around boundaries. If you are someone that is constantly 24-7 working in business and you're not giving the time to your children to be present with them, it's going to be way, way, way harder because you're constantly on your phone or calling or listening or doing whatever and you're not present with them. So they're going to act up and they're going to want your attention. But I'm very conscious of giving them time and giving my business time. So there's that beautiful balance. Nice. And I think that that's something, something that's come up quite a bit is the challenge of blending a home and a business life. Mm. Especially but, working from home. Like it gets a bit crazy on my floor down here. You can't see it, but there's glitter and workbooks and all sorts of crafts. So if they do come in, I'm like, I can't, you know, get, do some craft. Mummy will be done in like five minutes. <laughs> So I see things then like school shutdowns would have been quite challenging as well, but then that would have come into boundaries and routines. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also a little bit of surrender and self-forgiveness. I mean, is the business going to completely implode because I've stepped away from it for a couple of days? It's about prioritizing what's really important to you in life. Am I going to sacrifice myself and my sanity for the sake of pushing through and making the business chug along amidst chaos? Or am I going to restrict my work hours and perhaps have better output in that shorter amount of time and be present with the children. I feel people's balances might have been a bit out or still is if that mixing the two or is it's nice to create that beautiful segregation as well. Do you work with a lot of clients then that run their own businesses or are they more private? Very much in the entrepreneurial space, spiritual entrepreneurial space at the moment. So have been helping a lot of people to find that balance to go between the two. And that's about, again, we mentioned earlier, coming back to self and going, what is it that I truly desire? Is it to be chugging along within this chaotic household, taking myself to imminent burnout? Or am I going to pace myself, offer self-forgiveness, surrender to what's actually happening around me? and realize my children are only here in my life for such a short period of time. I'm going to give them that time and I'm going to give my business this time. My business will still succeed because it's amazing and I'm giving it what I can when I can. Yeah, I've got it. It's so funny. Like a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, we've built courses around like mini courses to help people with the practical skills. Yeah, I love um, that. To actually do it because like I'm used to, I've known you for a little while, but we've found in the past, a lot of people know that they need to do these things but aren't sure how. And sort of over the time, my learning has evolved, obviously from very technical base into being a bit more of the fluffier base type stuff. And fluffy. Yeah, <laughs> fluffy. And so seeing my journey, my journey took ages, but I'm like, oh, there's these tools that work. Mm. So now I've been able to take all of those, which took me like 15 years to put together mm. and condense them now into bite-sized chunks. So people are actually getting the useful tools and they don't, they don't have to spend 15 years doing it. They just have to spend maybe two days. So valuable. Love it. And one of the things that I've actually got is we ask a lot of questions because I've found that people will answer questions Mm. and come to their own understanding. But if I just put them in front of a blank sheet of paper, they don't know where to start. Mm. So one of our actual programs that we're putting out very soon is we've been working on it for a couple of months now is it's literally called because why wouldn't you call it this? What do you want? (laughs) I love it. And it basically unpacks all the areas of your life to ask you, well, what do you want? What do you want out of a house? What do you want out of a family? And this is all private journaling stuff. It's it's, it's driven towards that so that you can actually be honest with yourself. Because what we found is that most people aren't, and it's not necessarily because it's trying to self-deceive. It's more because they don't know who they are in order to answer it. And the questions help them unpack, well, actually, what do I want? Mm -hmm. I don't really like where I am at the moment, but what don't I like about it? And what is it that I want? What's my end result? Because I quite like the process and we've always used that. Well, where do I want to be? And what are the steps do I need to take in order to get me there? Yeah. Oh, I love this. So good. And so great that it's there for people should they want to know that and do the work around that. And I think then that leads sort of totally into the work that you do because we are all connected by energy. One of the programs that I first listened to is my dad was always massive into self-development and we had like every Nightingale Conan program that you could imagine, which was the big self-improvement back in the day. So it was like, you know, Jim Rowan's and your psychologies of achievements and all of that. And when he retired from being in business and I sort of became into my own in business, I still kept that as a habit. Ones that I listened to that, to be honest, the guy's voice was infuriating and it was so frustrating that I couldn't stop 
thinking about the voice until I realized that the voice is just a part of it. What's the message that's trying to be told? When I started to focus on the message, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gold. And the program was called The 11th Element. It was done from a business context. And it was about how to unlock the inner CEO and use it to communicate through energy into the universe of what it is that you wanted to deliver. And I'll never forget one of my key takeaways from that particular program was no matter what you put out into the universe, always include the lifestyle package that you want it delivered into. Mm. Because if you fail to include that, then you might get just what you want, you know, and that cannot be a good thing. That's gold dust, that is. (laughs) What a beautiful lesson to learn from such a young age. Yeah, shame I didn't put it into practice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all are learning. I um, tend to do what you said, like I'll read and constantly when I'm in the car, I'm listening to audiobooks or if wherever, hanging out in the washing, there's always something going in. But I teach that to my children because I hope with all of my heart that something I say or someone says or they've heard on an audiobook in my car while driving to school, they go one day, oh, and that's their key and they can unlock what they need to for them. This next generation have got the goods, you know, if they were to just put into practice what all of us in this generation are doing around them, you know, they've just got it made. (laughs) I definitely agree with that. It's kind of funny. I don't know what your experience has been, but looking at life at the moment, it seems to be two camps, those that are positive and those that are not the world is coming to an end, but there's those that are like, hey, we can choose to take this positive path versus those that know we're stuck here and nothing can change. But they seem to forget that they've got the power to make the change by making a decision to want to change. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of messaging I've been pushing out is you've got choice, always got choice, whether there's obstacles in the way which are barring you from what it is that you're choosing you still have that choice. It's just about how do I now navigate and get through that next step to get to that thing that I really want. Well, often the obstacle is the way really, isn't it? Like it's how you choose to address it and to to crush it and get it out of the way or go around it, you know, that defines you and who you are as a person. And seeing excitement in actually embarking on that journey, whereas someone might go up too hard, I'm going this way and then back out the door and head that way. But then there's no growth in that, right? Yeah, it's always pushing forward to growth, like personal growth really. Yeah, and not seeing it as something scary or being in a feared state, whereas you sometimes fear and excitement are the same energy. If something scares the shit out of you, it's probably going to actually move the needle forward and be exciting for you in the long run. Nice. So basically then, I guess, is there anything extra that you would want to share with people? Just be you. And if you're not sure who you are, now is this beautiful chance from the conversation that we've had here today to find out who that is for you and get curious. Nice. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and thanks for making the time and I can't wait to get together in person. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me on here. I love conversations like this. Well, that's everything small business for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay up to date with our show, please subscribe or follow in your favourite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. If you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them or share it on your socials and tag us. Until next time, this is everything small business. Thank you.